Hosting for Your Tech Life, proudly provided by Web Central. Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want. all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Oh, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. I am I'm in a great mood right now. I've had a fun... Um, a fun couple of hours here. Um, as, a, as a heads up, um, I normally record what I would refer to as links. So this intro and all the bits of me talking last. Um, and I actually record all the callers early because, you know, people don't want to wake them up in the middle of the night. Um, so I had a very fun conversation with a good mate who you'll hear very shortly. Plus, for some ungodly reason tonight, I decided to ask a question on Twitter about the Tina Wafer Biscuit, because I have a packet here and I'm eating them. And you know what? It's what I love about Twitter. Just having such a fun conversation about it. Uh, a simple question like, which Tina Wafer do you like? And here on Twitter, there's heaps of people just chatting away about it. I love it. It's good fun, and that's why you should be on Twitter. Ignore the politics, the lefties, the righties, the whatever they are. Just ignore it. And enjoy Twitter for the for the news, the information, and the fun. There is some great fun there. So, anyway, at Trevor Long, if you want to follow me now. So much to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about games, consoles. We're going to talk about tech support. We're going to talk about spam filters. We're going to talk about Foxtel uh, or getting rid of Foxtel. We're going to talk about cheap mobile phones. We're going to talk about Android and switching to Android and one man's experience, a mate of mine. Uh, we're going to talk about amazing giveaways. We're going to talk about Garmin, because they're a proud sponsor of Your Tech Life. We're going to talk about Telstra's Wi-Fi plans. We're going to talk about range extenders. And once again, I don't know that I'll get through it all, but we'll see how we go. You are listening to Your Tech Life. My name is Trevor Long. Please get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. Now, a couple of months ago, I said to the Bowen, who um, joins me at EFTM, writes about noodles uh, and cars, uh, I said, we've got to start, we've got to lift this up a gear, we've got to take this to the next level. Now, we're both radio guys, we've worked in talk radio for, for many, many years, um, and you know he is doing amazing things now on the Ray Hadley Morning Show and different things, but, you know, so we, we've, got, we've got a passion for for competitions for promos for giveaways for engaging content and things like that and i said we've got to do some big giveaways i told him about the lenovo giveaway and i'll tell you about that again shortly but then i said what would be a cool thing we could do and i said i want to do something other than technology and i said i don't know we're not going to give away a car what about a watch and he said why don't we do 15 watches in 15 days now no bones about it this stems from a competition we did at 2gb 2003, I think, probably. 15 cars in 15 days. We go over Mitsubishi Lancers. And um, the the idea, I went, no, 15 is not good enough. 21. 21 watches, 21 days. I picked up the phone called Casio. Casio make beautiful watches. The Edifice range, the Red Bull Racing range, and the G-Shocks. These things are uh, drooled over. And I said, well, what would you think about giving away 21 watches? In 21 days. They said, yep, send them over. I kid you not, a box of watches arrived. I applied for a permit to do a competition in uh, in, a, in the states where I could afford it. And apologies to those states that I couldn't. And we're doing it right now. We're in about our third day. And I've given away two watches so far. And it's so easy. It's great fun. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. Look just slightly down the page for the 21 watches in 21 days. 
or go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash EFTM online, and you'll see plenty of beautiful pictures of watches. Uh, click on the link to enter. All you do is put in your details, and you tell us what time will be on the watch when we open it. So basically, every day, I'm randomly picking a time during the day. I'm grabbing one of the watches. I'm opening it, and I'm recording it via Vine, the Twitter video service. And at the time that is on the watch, when we first see the face of the watch, is the winning time. And if you've picked that winning time, or you are closest to that winning time, you win the watch. How cool, how easy. 21 watches in 21 days. $6,300 worth of watches from Casio Edifice G-Shock sitting here on my desk, going away one by one. And it's so easy. Jump online. You've got to enter every day because every day, the entries only apply to the following day. So if no one enters tomorrow, no watch is given away the final day. But that's not what's happening. We've got hundreds of entries. So every day you should enter to win tomorrow's watch. Um, All you've got to do is guess the time. So easy. Anyway, check it out on the website, eftm.com.au. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. And thank you for listening Your Tech Life. My name's Trevor Long. You can go to the website, eftm.com.au, to get in touch or call 1-800-157-157. G'day, Andrew. G'day, Trevor. G'day, mate. What can I do for you? I've got to buy a smartphone for my mum. Now, it needs to be simple. It needs to be easy to use. It needs to be under $300. She said it has to have Skype. Uh, she has to be able to uh, take photographs and email them. Do you wow. have any recommendations of a good handset that I could buy her? So when you say simple to use, I mean, your mum's obviously not completely uh, you know, struggling with technology. She's wanting Skype and photos and email. So obviously traveling okay broadly with technology. Yeah, I did let her use my old iPhone, and she struggled with the touch screen, but I'm getting her over that bridge. So I think it it will obviously have to be a touch screen if it's a smartphone. Um, But Apple might be a bridge too far, probably in price, yes. But in in terms of the actual technology, having to connect to iTunes and all of that makes it another layer of complexity, which could just muddy the waters. What sort of email account does she have? Does she have uh, an online account, or does she have it through an, an internet provider? Oh, just a Google Mail, Gmail. Yeah, perfect. Okay, well, you've, you've pretty much drawn me straight towards an Android phone then because great thing about Android is it's fully integrated with Google. So as soon as you pretty much turn it on, it asks you for your Google account. It sets up that email account as default for everything in terms of the, the Google Play App Store, all that kind of stuff. And I've got to tell you, mate, I, I had a little hands-on the other day with a new phone that Motorola are releasing here in Australia, they think in June, and it's called the Moto yep. E, uh, so the letter E for egg. Um, I've been playing with a Motorola. In fact, it's my daily phone at the moment, uh, the Motorola X, which is a really nice phone. T- slight, slight bit high end. It's it's a little bit thinner, a little bit lighter, a little bit more powerful. But for what you want, the Moto E will be perfect. It's um, it's a nice little phone. It's about the size of an iPhone, maybe slightly bigger. Um, okay. The screen isn't anything amazing, but it's perfect for what you want to do. Um, you get all those apps on it. Um, it's actually got two SIM card slots, so if you ever needed to throw in a second SIM card for any reason, whether you were, had an international SIM or whatever, there is that possibility, but not required for your mum, straight up. Um, mm-hmm. And it's very, very stock standard Android, so it doesn't have all this extra bloatware that a lot of providers put on it. Man, I think it'd be perfect because you, you install Skype, you install you know WhatsApp, you, you, you've got the camera on the yep. home screen, you could customize it for her from day one to just have on the home screen the things she needs. Gmail, camera, uh, internet, Skype, WhatsApp. Put it all on the home screen. She never needs to do anything. Um, and she can browse the Play Store if she wants about apps. But in the end, once you've set it up for the first time, it's it's running and you don't need to do anything. What's the price, Trevor? It'll be, they haven't released a price. They've said under 200 So I reckon they'll, it'll literally oh, wow. be like 199 or something silly like that. But there are there's plenty of cheap phones you can get. I mean, no name brands, Kogan, whatever it is. But for me to get a Motorola for that price, um, 
it, it honestly it was a great looking phone and I, I thought it was easily the best low price phone that we'll be able to get in the next few months so my okay. recommendation is to wait for that um I, I worry that in the first two months they they won't be able to sell it outright. They'll just sell it on plans. But if you look around and, and keep in touch, I'll let you know when it's available outright. And I think it's the perfect phone, mate, really. Terrific. I've got one other issue if I could take your time, Trevor. Yeah, absolutely. I am thinking about ditching my Foxtel mm. um, because there's so much good free-to-air television around these days that you don't really need a subscription. Yeah to, to uh, Foxtel to, to capture it, but um, I have I'm caught with some golden handcuffs here because I've got such fantastic content that I've recorded on the Foxtel box. <laughs> uh, I was wondering, is there any way of extracting that from that Foxtel box to an external hard drive before I give it back to, to Foxtel? Simple answer, no. Um, complicated answer. I mean, it is possible, but it's not easy. It's basically like the old days of tape where you play it out into something else. So if you were to buy another uh, PVR, another recorder of some sort, which accepted um, an AV input, so you could you could pipe the Foxtel box output into that box and kind of hit record on, on the PVR, but you'd have to record everything one by one. It wouldn't be categorized by show. I mean, I, I just think it would be more trouble than it's worth. What sort of it's programs are we talking about? Oh, wow. Uh, great migrations in HD off Discovery Channel uh, in, in high definition. I've got some really amazing um, serial, uh, uh, some really amazing um, documentaries that mm-hmm. I'd like to keep as well, factual stuff. Um, probably I could get it uh, commercially. But, well, I was going to say, I, I mean, a... <laughs> what are you thinking of replacing it with? Nothing? Just, just running with the TVs free to air? Yeah, I might get a PVR and um, just record the 30-odd free-to-air TV channels that are available. Yeah. I mean, I'm a massive fan at the moment of the Fetch TV box because it records in such a... You Have a look at my review on the website because you'd be blown away by how yep. easy it is to find programs you've recorded for a start when you compare it to Foxtel. Um, secondly, heaps of space. Thirdly, movie rentals as you need them. But the one thing I'd do, to be honest... Think about this, you're saving money every month. So over the course of the year, you're certainly going to save a chunk of money. But maybe up front buy something like, I mean, do you have an iPhone or iPads in the house? Yeah, I do. So jump yourself into the Apple ecosystem there. Get yourself an Apple TV. It's 108 okay. bucks, right? Yep. And then just buy Great Migrations in HD. Mm-hmm. It's it's I'm probably available on the iTunes store. You um yep. you you buy them outright. I'm looking at them here. Um, so Great Migrations in HD. There's there's several of them, right? So Science of Great Migrations, two ninety nine. Race to Survive, two ninety nine. So each episode is two ninety nine, or the whole series is fourteen ninety nine. That's less than a third of your Foxtel fee right now. And you've That's got the whole amazing. series. They're available on all of your Apple devices. They're on your a- Apple TV. Boom, stream and why. There's, there's another one. There's one on at the moment on National Geographic called Cosmos, which is really excellent. I've it's heard a, a lot story. of people talking about that. What's it about? Yeah. The Cosmos. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's Carl Sagan's original um, theory of how the universe came about, uh, done in a 21st century way. So this program was originally made a couple of decades ago, and it's now been redone with the, uh, with the technology that's available to make it really engaging. Right. Well, I can't see it on iTunes yet, but I've seen so much chatter about it that I'd suggest that's because mm. they haven't released the rights for the um for the rentals or, or buy. It's just on the um on the pay T V platform now. So probably not far off before that'll be on, on iTunes. But the great thing about buying something on iTunes is you own it for life. So even if you switch phones in the future, you just keep that Apple T V box, you can still you can just keep watching stuff that you've already bought. You never need to buy anything again. So I think if you've got a, an eye, more than one Apple device in your life, Apple TV is yep. a must-have on your big screen. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Trevor. All right, Andrew. Thanks for getting in touch, buddy. All right. Have a good night. You too. And you can get in touch. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. So it's all thanks to the good people at Garmin. Your Tech Life and Garmin.com.au now I was out at Garmin's headquarters uh, earlier this week, and I had a look at a lot of their products, and um, I got hands-on with the Vivo Fit, which is beautiful. It's available in a range of colors, which I think is one of the things that sets it apart from other 
fitness bands like this. Now, okay, tracks your steps. It's got the time, whatever. It tracks your calories. Tracks the distance walked. It shows you whether you've been, whether you're anywhere near your goal. On the screen, there's a screen on the band. And every day, it creates a goal for you based on your previous activity. So it tries to, it pushes you to go better, go harder, walk more. But all of that aside, it's got a one-year battery life. Seriously, one year. Anything else you're charging every couple of days, possibly every seven days. One-year battery life on the Garmin Vivo Fit. Check it out at, uh, at good retailers. Garmin Vivo Fit, a great gift available in five different colors. Fantastic product from our good mates at Garmin. You can check it out also at garmin.com.au. Now, Telstra have announced today they are building the world's largest Wi-Fi network. It's a good headline. I'll give them that. And it's attracting a lot of media attention. But, I don't know, there's a lot of catches. It's The, the medium-term plan is this, this will be um, available to people um, you know, on mobile phones who can switch over and use the network to save their mobile data. But it's actually initially just a way of taking your home data plan with you. So you're a Telstra customer. I'm a Telstra customer. I'm happy to admit that. I use uh, Big Pond Cable. I've got 500 gigabytes a month of data. I'm not using anywhere near that, but I used it for a while for uploading all my data to Google Drive. Um, now, if I'm out and about and there's a Wi-Fi hotspot and I can connect to it, and the data that I use doesn't cost me money, it just take, comes off my data allowance at home, that's pretty cool. That's very cool. So the idea here is that with a software upgrade, and I assume they're working with Netgear on this, in fact, um, I can upgrade my Telstra router here at home and I can make it available to the public walking by. So if you happen to walk past my house, you'll know I've got Telstra because it'll show as a Telstra Big Pond connection and you can join my network. And whenever, whatever you download counts against your data allowance, not mine. Very cool. Uh, now, they assure me that there's a quality of service built in to say that my network traffic gets priority over yours. So, no, 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 no. Um, and the, the idea here is that your all, lots of homes across the country, cafes, businesses, will set up these open Wi-Fi networks. But it does rely on them all wanting to do that. So there is that little catch. They reckon they'll get two million. They reckon that's going to be a big set of hotspots. I don't think it's as honestly. I don't think it's as good as it sounds because it sounds like the kind of thing that just you're going to be walking around Sydney and there's Wi-Fi. It's not. I mean, it's going to go patch to patch, house to house. It's not going to be everywhere. But certainly in big cafes, they'll encourage this. I think they'll partner with people like Netgear to roll it out, and I think we'll have a better um, penetration of cafe internet than we've had before but I don't think it's the saviour of the world. So, and you know, I don't want to walk past someone's house who's got ADSL and share that. Pfft, speeds are terrible. I prefer 4G. So you've got that balancing act as well. So interesting idea, good announcement. I'm not sure it is what it is made out to be though, but we'll wait and see. Stand by for more information from Telstra on that one. Uh, and I'll have a story up about that soon at eftm.com.au. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is Your Tech Life. Uh, you can get in touch via the website eftm.com.au or call 1-800-157-157. Let's go back to calls. G'day, Bruce. G'day, Trevor. Good, mate. What can I do for you? Just with all these new game consoles coming out, the new release, PlayStation, Xbox, there seems to be a glut of um, the previous generation ones on eBay. And yes. We've got a couple of young kids that's looking at Skylanders and the like. So rather than at the moment, forking out for the big systems. Um, just trying to get an idea um, for young kids what um, console would be better, the older PS or the um, Xbox. Oh, tough question. Um, first thing I'd do is I would recommend you also look at... Uh, where do you live, Bruce? Sorry. In Melbourne. I'd recommend you pop into a local EB game store and see what their pre-owned 
um, consoles are worth because mm-hmm. um, and and talk to them say what what benefit do I get buying from you over online because there might be some sort of return warranty something like that might be reconditioned might actually check it because buying online via eBay I don't know you know well, there's always risks with these things aren't there whereas I bought my my console as a pre-owned so someone else had already owned it and and probably traded it in for a new one at EB Games and I don't know I just felt a little bit better about it. Um, anyway, so first and foremost, have a look at that because um, you can buy pre-owned Xbox 360 for about 160 bucks. Um, I'm just looking on the EB Games website, so just FYI. Mm-hmm. Now, aside from that, really, it does. It's a Holden Ford question, really, and and it comes down mm-hmm. to what you want to do with it. Now, for Skylanders, a game like that is available on all platforms, so you'll be fine no matter which one you buy. But I don't know. Have the have the kids had any game experience, or are they just jumping straight into this from scratch? On friends' consoles, things like the Lego games, they love playing. Yeah, so obviously, we don't want anything too serious. Yeah, and I'm with you there. Look again, uh, Lego games on all on all platforms. So you're pretty safe with with Mind both. You, car, car racing for dad would be a good one. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, this is where we get interesting. So the PlayStation Three does have Gran Turismo. Six on it, which is the most most recent one, and it is a mm-hmm. bucket load of fun. Um, Xbox has Forza, so they've got a, a game called Forza, which is their version of the the racing game. Both of them have the the Formula One games. Both of them have the big franchise games. Um, the reason I love my PlayStation Three, so he, I'll, I'll explain how my household works. Here in the man cave, I've got a PlayStation Three, along with the Xbox One and the PlayStation Four, but. In terms of older consoles, I've got the PlayStation 3. Out in the lounge room is an Xbox 360. The reason for that is we do have Skylanders on the Xbox 360, and I've got a steering wheel for the PlayStation. And I absolutely love my racing games, and you can't get a good, strong, solid steering wheel for an Xbox. Um, the, The best steering wheels, the Logitech G27 and the like, come for PlayStation only. So if you're thinking about going half serious on it, I'd be going a PlayStation when it comes to steering wheels, but that's the only thing I've found that differentiates the two. To be honest, apart from that, okay, knock yourself out, mate. Your, your Skylanders so is on both. Of, so in terms of the hard drive capacity, that's pretty much irrelevant because everything boots off. Yeah, mate, it's it's business. it's all pretty right. irrelevant. Um, I mean, the, I would I would try not to go the lowest capacity because basically every game you buy installs onto the onto the hard drive in some capacity, and really okay. the disc is only kept. Um, so that you verify that you still have the disc and you still own it. Mm-hmm. So you do need space, yeah. but you're probably only going to have three or four games in rotation. And that's the, that's as many as you need sitting on there. And, and when you want to put another one, you just delete one. So And it prompts you to do mm-hmm. that. I'll tell you the other reason to get an Xbox, as I think about it. Connect. Xbox Connect, which is their little um, video camera sensing thing, is unbelievable, right? So it mm-hmm. sits under your TV... It can see you in the lounge room, and you can play games without even having a controller. Now, I don't know how old your kids are, but I can remember the Connect came out now probably three years ago, and my son, therefore, would have been four, four and a half. We loved it. Connect Sports is like the Olympics in cartoon form, and you run on the spot, you, you jump up and down, you've got bowling. It's the most fun you'll have in your lounge room with your kids. Absolutely brilliant fun, and you'll wear them out. They'll be sweating. Um, so I've just remembered that and, and reminded myself how much fun that was. I reckon. Well, they're five and nine, so that sounds like a mate, good option anyway. Honestly, so. I'm thinking Xbox 360 with Connect. Mm-hmm. You are going to be loving that. Buy yourself Skylanders. Be very careful because it's a pocket killing trap. Um, those mm-hmm. those little toys cost you know fifteen twenty bucks each, and they'll want them all. Um, so, but they're a great bribe too if you're looking for um, you know incentives to get your monthly chores done. Don't get me wrong; mm-hmm. um, that's how we use them. Um, but yeah, look, I'm I'm, lean, I'm leaning towards Xbox 360, mate. Okay, no, that's good. Get it Thanks with Connect. Mm-hmm. All right, mate. Beautiful. Good on you, Bruce. Enjoy, mate, and uh, let me know what you end up doing. Send us a photo of the kids playing Connect, mate. They'll love it. Will do. See you, mate. Good, Good on time. you. And uh, you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Now, the other big competition I'm running at the moment uh, is the Lenovo X1. 
Lenovo X1 Carbon is the most beautiful ultrabook you'll ever see, feel, use. It's thin, it's light, it's made of carbon fiber. Um, and I've got a uh, Intel Core i5-driven, powered Lenovo X1 Carbon, with a 4-gig processor, 128-gig hard drive to give away. It's a $1,749 prize. With that prize, I'll throw in a Lenovo ThinkPad backpack. Very cool backpack. Uh, $99 worth. Plus, second prize wins a Lenovo Yoga 8 tablet. An Android tablet that you'll bloody love. So, um, easy to enter. You don't need to fill out 25 words or less. Just go to the website, click on the Lenovo link, enter your name, and you're in the draw. We'll draw it later this month. Lenovo X1 Carbon. And a total price back of over $2,000. Easy. Jump on. You're crazy if you don't at least enter. You've got to be in it to win it, as they say. Check it out at eftm.com.au. And thank you for listening to Your Tech Life. This is the show where we talk technology. Now, I did have occasion to listen to another podcast recently. Forgive me, for I have sinned. I don't listen exclusively to my own podcast. That would be just weird. Uh, but I do enjoy uh, the work of uh, Paul and Rach, and it is a little not safe for work for those of you that uh, might listen out loud, also maybe not one for the kiddies. Um, but uh, Paul Murray is a mate of mine, and I lent him an Android phone recently, and his comment during tech time uh, on Paul and Rach was that it was rubbish. So I thought we'd investigate that further, further and Paul is on the line. Hello, Paulie. Hello, my dear. I'm glad you don't just listen to yourself all the time. Yeah. I certainly... I try to give myself about 30 minutes to listen to other people, but the rest of the day, certainly, I just listen to No, them. it's funny. I've never listened to my own show back ever. But anyway... No, neither have I. Neither have I. <laughs> By the way, you know, if you're listening, I'm assuming you'll email me if I leave big gaps or editing issues. So thank you. Please send the emails. Now, Paulie, <laughs> I gave you a HTC One M8. This is the latest and I think greatest Android phone on the market. You described it mm-hmm. in one word as rubbish. Why? Well, it is. It's, well, okay, a couple of things here. Firstly, I appreciate the generosity. It was a very kind thing to do for a friend. But I don't know whether you were giving me a present or a, a time bomb because uh, in terms of uh, fun experiences, I reckon I was about an hour into playing with it before I went, why am I doing this? Mm. The, the phone was, I mean, I'm, I'm not an Apple crazy, but... I've just got very used to having Apple in my life. Before that, I was obsessed with Nokia's. Before that, I've had flip phones. So it's not just exclusively coming from one perspective. The problem I have with the HTC, firstly, physically, it is too big. Now, I don't know whether I've got miniature hands or something, but literally, when you hold the iPhone uh, from the base of the fingers to... uh, It's basically the width of the part of your hand. The HTC goes out to basically, you know, the most extremes of your fingers. So it's physically difficult to hold. But more importantly, the actual operating system and all the rest of it, I found it very difficult to change settings as easily as you do on an iPhone. Mm. So say, if I'm at the movies and I want to change the brightness, I found that very difficult to do because um, Apple have done a very good job, and even Nokia before that, back with, you know, the 5110s, you know, it's in the main menu. Settings yeah. is part of the main menu. It wasn't there for the Android. Yeah, it's interesting because I do think I do think you need to give it many many weeks before you could even consider loving it, especially coming from a deep a usage of an of an Apple iPhone. You know, I agree a hundred percent on the size. I can't use those big devices. I'm using a smaller Android device, and it's fine. But you know, if the operating system isn't isn't for you, then then it's just not for you. I just find it interesting that that we make judgments in, in, a, in a short space of time. And you you actually had the thing to take home. Can you imagine in a retail environment, what hope has someone got of switching from Apple when in a retail environment they have five seconds with a phone? Well, but also, it's funny, I, I had another tech problem with one of those um, Telstra sort of mobile 3G Wi-Fi devices. Oh, yeah. And, and I went into the Telstra store, and there was a guy who had an Android. He said, aren't you a regional radio guy? Yeah, correct. Hello, regional radio man. <laughs> now, but, but what, was, what was a bit strange was that I, I said to him, okay, why is it so great? And he explained everything that was fantastic. But I've got a couple of apps, and I think most people, well, a lot of people, certainly anyone listening to this podcast, mm. I've got apps that come from the American iTunes store, I, that are not available in Australia. Yeah. So I asked this guy, how do I go to the American Google Play Store? 
and he didn't know. He didn't know how it worked. And I've tried to, to find it, and I'm sure there's a way of doing it, but I shouldn't have to go to an internet forum to, to uh, get the most out of a service I'm willing to pay for in America. So say there's a, a streaming radio service that I use called Sirius XM to listen to Howard Stern. Now, it's only available in the American Apple iTunes. I've got an ID. I signed. I downloaded. I got it. I didn't have to change any settings on my phone, but I can bounce between two iTunes accounts. Yep. The fact that I couldn't go to the American Android area and download the American Android version of Sirius XM meant instantly the functionality of the phone for what I want from it, yeah. which is essentially a live radio streaming service as much as anything else, it didn't do it for me. Um, compatibility, like, it just took too long for me to, uh, yeah, to, to, yeah. to search Google Play in the way that I've got used to iTunes. It is a, uh, it's a comfort thing. It's, a, it's just what we know. And when you use it for that long, I just find it's a very hard thing to walk away from. But I think it was a good experiment. Absolutely. Oh, but, but I've got to say this too. Oh, no, I was very happy happy to do it, and I don't want to seem ungrateful about it. But the thing that also, I think, changes your perspective about how hard it is to change from one device to another is if you have only ever used one type of cloud. Yeah. So for me, I've only ever used the Apple iCloud. Mm-hmm. So I didn't... So, so all of my contacts, all of those things are there. Now, there is oh. a way of transferring some of that stuff, but don't forget... If I buy an app on my, if I put an app on one device, it syncs through to everything else. Yes. Whereas, by having issue. an Android yeah. device, yeah. I mean, that's the problem. Is that is that I, I, mean, I don't like the way that Apple, of course, have locked us into their little world, the way Microsoft used to lock us into their little world. Mm. But when you've made the investment of hundreds of dollars for phones and a couple of grand for computers and all the rest of it. Um, it's, it is difficult to migrate to something else unless you're planning on migrating everything else to that as well. So for me, I was ready to get rid of the iPhone because I've had enough of the battery issues, mm-hmm. but I find it too difficult to change to the Android when it doesn't serve the functionality that the iPhone does. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll probably have to go for the bloody iPhone 6 and their business model continues where <laughs> I have no doubt... I have no doubt when they send us little software updates six months before the new iPhone comes out, there's a little bug that Your conspiracy theories. I, believe, I, I am pathetic. As if they don't put a little, a little update six months before it comes where your battery starts going from 100 to 6 in two hours. <laughs> now, Paulie, you've, you're in the car. You're on your way to do your big, uh, very, very important national broadcast television program, and I won't, won't keep you, but there's a couple of burning issues on the interwebs right now, and... Um, I just want to get your thoughts on them. Um, the Arnott's Tina Wafer. Are you aware of this biscuit? Um, the Arnott's, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Tina Wafer, you know, chocolate, strawberry and vanilla, right? You open yeah, a packet. I'm not aware. Now, I'm asking the question, which one do you hate the most? Chocolate. What, chocolate, vanilla. Yeah, vanilla or oh, strawberry. No. Strawberry because it's a fruit. <laughs> Oh, you know, and if you're going to have a biscuit, I don't want to. I don't want to. Biscuit time is not fruit time. Thank biscuit you. Biscuit time is biscuit time. I have a rubbish bin full of the strawberry, and you know, people on the internet are very upset with me about that. Now, <clears throat> finally, Paul, very, very, very important um, segue into the Paul and Rach podcast. Um, story time. <laughs> yes. What? What? If I was to donate a hundred dollars to charity, then the charity of your choice, would you would you would you think that it's a wise move in terms of publicity to uh, to suggest that EFTM could be the safe word? I, I I I think that's okay. I think we can do that, and I'll give you the tip. Not only will you put in the hundred, I'll put in a hundred as well. Um, and yeah, we'll give it to a nice old charity. But yeah, rate your story. We won't, we won't tell them what it was for. No, correct. But let me just, I'll just quickly say this, is that, so, so, uh, Rach and I used to do a radio show at Triple M, uh, I'm now working at Sky News, and Rach and I just decided to get the band back together and play in the garage. It wasn't about anything else, and we're, we're doing pretty well, and thanks to mentions like your good self. And basically, we are wrong, we are rude, we are not safe for work, 
but I think we're also fairly normal. Mm. And we end each each uh, each time with uh, a story from Picture Magazine, one of the great news publications of the world. You can have your bulletin and stick it as long as Picture <laughs> Magazine's around. You'll be up to date on the latest news and happenings. So we read a story from there, but we take out the dirty words and we put in the code word. And here's the promise. Here's the Paul and Rach podcast, paulandrach.com.au, Facebook, all the rest of it. Paul and Rach, Paul and Rach, uh, spell it all out. We will use Trevor Long's code word next week on the show. I look forward to it. I really do. And and genuinely, and I'll say this to you privately, but I I highly, re- if, you, if you're a fan of, um, you know, FM radio, and let's not kid ourselves, this is fun, it's a little bit edgy. But mate, I just honestly, I've never, I've never listened to radio like I listen to your podcast because I know oh, wow. I can put it on and and it's just great fun to listen to. There's also no ads. I mean, so it's not, it's no music. Yeah. Um, it's like yeah, Hamish and Andy. No... Hamish and Andy are better on their podcast because there's no bloody music. It's just wall to wall Hamish and Andy. And uh, mate, I, I honestly believe that it is the best podcast in Australia right now because. There's wow. no other content being produced like that. So I just can't wait thank, for it to, to get a bigger audience, my man. Oh, well, aren't you very kind? Well, for that, bugger it, I'll give $200 to charity <laughs> and, you, and I just say thank no, you. No, no, no. My, my commitment is $100 to charity if EFTM right. is the safe word on the Paul and Rach podcast um, okay, the, next week the, or the, the week after. Is, the charity is me, isn't it? <laughs> I thought it was Rach. <laughs> You know, if I say anything behind her back, she'll uh, she'll have the balls for breakfast. So. Yeah, listen, <laughs> she's got no issues. She's um, well, she's overseas right now, having a good time. Correct. She's a beautiful lady. But no, thank you, man. Look, my, my theory is that um, I think that the, the, uh, specific internet content is the future for radio because you don't have to worry about the broad audience. We are making a show for people who are like us. Yeah. The best thing about the internet is. You don't like it, you don't download it. There's no way you accidentally hear it. You can't be offended by what you play to your kids or not. So it's not, you know, it's not, it's not super grubbly or anything. It's just, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's a bit of fun between two mates who like to try to shock each other. And along the way, we, um, we've developed a little bit of a, yeah, we've, we've developed a special way of playing. And, you know, it, it feels like um, I am the secret informant about men for Rachel and Rachel is the secret informant about women for me. All right, you can catch it. Paul and Rach on podcast, Pocket Cast, and all those things. Thank you, my friend. PM on air on Twitter. Catch him up. See you, mate. God love you. Oh, hang on, I'm just in the car park of Sky News. That's my one. Get out of the way. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Um, a couple other things on the website this week, uh, which I'll quickly tell you about. Um, Braven 855S, wireless Bluetooth speaker. You ain't seen nothing like this. This thing is huge, right? It's like 20-odd centimetres wide. It weighs a kilo or so. It's awesome. Massive sound out of this thing via Bluetooth from your smartphone or tablet. Um, it's water-resistant, so you can have it in the, in the, near the pool, get splashed on, no dramas. Huge sound, huge battery. It will charge your phone while it plays. Uh, it's fantastic. And it's about $400, so not cheap. But you won't see anything like this for a very, very long time. Um, I highly recommend you check out the review, obviously, because they wrote it. Braven855S um, is on the website now, eftm.com.au. Um, really one of the most impressive big sound wireless speakers I've seen in a very, very long time. Um, in fact, one of the biggest I've ever seen for a simple Bluetooth wireless speaker. So check it out at eftm.com.au. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, Your tech, tech life with Trevor Long. And the other thing I reviewed this week was the uh, Netgear uh, new wireless range extender. Uh, check it out at the website, eftm.com.au. Beautiful new design, but this is a wireless AC range extender. It will extend a dual band network. So if you've got a dead spot in your home, uh, this is a great product. It will um, it'll penetrate the dead spots of your home. If you place it correctly in your home, it'll uh, create a full home Wi-Fi network, uh, expanding on what you've already got. It's $200. For, but for the speed it offers, for the dual band capabilities, and frankly for the design, it's gorgeous. I um, I set it up in five minutes at a friend's place, and uh, they've got a three-story kind of townhouse. And strangely, the uh, motor router is in the top story, and downstairs in the lounge room, terrible. So we, this is how it works. I took took the Netgear Range Extender, sat it next to their modem, and this is like an Ionet modem. Press a button on the Range Extender, press a button on their modem. The things pair within two minutes. It's connected, done. 
unplug it from the PowerPoint, take it down one level, so in the middle of the house where there's good Wi-Fi signal, plug it in, bedside table, put it under there, turns on, it boots up, I go downstairs, Wi-Fi. Beautiful, easy, problem solved. Check it out at netgear.com.au and uh, my review at the website, eftm.com.au. Thank you for listening to Your Tech Life. My name's Trevor Long. Uh, jump on Twitter, say day at Trevor Long, or go to the website, eftm.com.au. Uh, let me know what's going on. Uh, let's go back to calls. Go, Brad. G'day, Trevor. How are you going? Good, mate. What can I do for you? Uh, just got a query. Um, uh, occasionally, uh, when I send an email from uh, my computer, um, the receiver uh, says that it goes into their junk folder. Mm. Um, now it's coming from a company address um, so it doesn't matter whether it's just an email where I might just say hi in the subject line or whether it's something more complex and same with the content of the email. It could be something quite simple um, or quite a bit of content. Um, sometimes it gets goes to spam, sometimes it doesn't and it's happening on all different browsers um, you know, from Outlook uh, right through to sort of Gmail and, mm. and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I thought I'd find out if you um, knew what might be causing that, and yeah. it actually happened um, when I got a response from entering your competition. It went uh, into spam. Your yeah, your your response or confirmation email went into my went into my spam folder. So, so it's interesting because that. I'm looking at your email. Um, you you and this is interesting because it's not a direct email. You went to my website, you fill in a form, you type your email address, but then what what I make my website do is send me an email from you so that I can just hit reply. And in Gmail, um, because I use Gmail, um, your email says this message may not have been sent by and, and your email address, um, which is interesting because, I mean, why does it pick that email? It happens with a few. And there's a couple of things, and this doesn't apply to your question to me, but I, I wonder about the way it detects this. But, you know, your email address is one is one with numbers in it, so I wonder whether it just thinks that it's a made-up one. Um, I wonder whether because, you know, you mentioned the word spam in it because obviously we're talking about spam, it, it thought that. Now, it didn't put it in the spam folder, so that's a good thing. But I wonder whether whether there is a difference by using a, um, uh, like an actual, like a domain name based email rather than Gmail. But then it's pretty crazy that Gmail's marking its own mail as spam. <laughs> Yeah, well, the email I got from back from you that went to spam went to my Gmail address, but the email address that um, I mainly have problems with is one with its own domain. Well, this is interesting. I've just, I've just clicked the link, and this makes a lot of sense. It says uh, in Google's help, the sender emailed you through a website. So Gmail is looking at your email and saying, well, this didn't come through our service, so this might not be him. So that makes some sense. Spam filters, though are a completely different thing. So, for example, my response to you may have gone to spam because let's say 100 people entered that competition. Let's say 10 of them were on Gmail. Let's say one of them was you. Let's say of the other nine people, six of them marked it as spam. Then the likelihood is Gmail is going to say, well, hang on a minute. Well, if Brad's getting this email too, it must be spam. So because it learns from overall usage, and that's why second to none, I think Gmail is the best spam filter on the market. I mean, I just mm. don't get anything in my inbox anymore. And I rarely mm. check my spam folder, if I'm honest. Um, yep. But now that I have checked, I'm noticing um, a fair few, um, <laughs> fair few of my, <laughs> a fair few of my automated emails. So Because I send myself an email as well when people enter competitions and stuff like that. Um, yep. And so a lot of those are going into spam. So it's, it's just assuming that... Um, um, pe- many people mark similar messages as phishing scams. I mean, I mean, how does that happen? But I, I guess there is no answer other than for you to take the time to report those as not spam. So that's the big difference yeah. because because Gmail is constantly learning. As you know, um, you've got the ability to, to... I'm clicking all these competition entries now and saying not spam rather than just moving them out into my inbox. Yes, um, yes. So we've kind of got to teach ourselves to do that. Yeah, and then you've got the option to uh, have the sender as safe or the sender's domain as safe. Yeah, and, and none of that helps me because uh, basically I'm – and these are these are so many random people sending me emails. I can't send every every That's sender. Right. So, I mean, if I could set a subject as safe, maybe. But, um, mm. yeah, kind of interesting, isn't it? But there's really no – I mean, I look, I'd prefer that my email went into your spam accidentally than – 
getting a million bits of spam in my inbox. So I'm kind of okay with the odd false positive, essentially, and I'll cop mm-hmm. that. <laughs> and I guess we just need to make a habit of checking the old spam folder. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Doesn't help, though, does it? <laughs> no, well, not not on the other side where it's you know related to uh, to the business, yeah. and uh, you know we accumulate a, a database of clients and want to send out our newsletter to them, and sometimes they get it and sometimes they don't. Well, so I think that's a real challenge with newsletters. Um, you know, it only takes a few people to get frustrated. And I've noticed this. I use Mailchimp, and I've noticed Same. that when someone hits spam. Sometimes that actually gets launched, gets lodged as a um, like a dispute, not even an unsubscribe. And I've had to I'd, I've had to go back and forth with email to prove that it wasn't spam. Um, right. So again, it's like well, we'd prefer them, you know, trying hard to stop spam than not. But geez, what a complete pain in the bum to have that happen to you. So, man, yeah. I, I don't know. I think you've just got to be continually vigilant and. Um, perhaps continue encourage, especially when it's an important client kind of communication, encouraging people regularly to check their um, spam filters and spam folders and help you out by not marking it as spam. Mm. Yeah, it's um, it is a strange one, uh, and yeah, it's a bit frustrating. Uh, you know, when you think people are getting your getting your newsletter and you're not. But I know that Mailchimp uh, we use that as well, and I know that that does have some help for, uh, sections on how to prevent your newsletters going to junk. So yep. we've sort of read through that and avoiding, uh, you know, the things that it says to do in there. Yeah. But um, as I said, it could just be a normal email that I send to someone saying hello, <laughs> uh, you know, in one sentence and, you know, it'll go into spam. So it's Yeah. Bizarre. And now your business is, um, is tech support on the go? Yeah, so Ready Tech Go. Uh, so we do, yeah, in-home technology lessons. Right, and how do you charge? Is that on a per per lesson basis, or depending on the problem, or do you not sort problems? You just do training. Yeah, it's, it's well a bit of both. We sort of started the business uh, doing one-on-one uh, training, so we'd sort of go into someone's home, charge by the hour, teach them whatever they would like to know, whether it's on about their computer, um, how to use eBay, how to set up a Facebook account, how to use their smartphone, how to use your iPad, uh, all things technology really around the home. Um, and yeah, that generally comes along with problems. So people also call up and you know can't get my printer to print, and I can't get you know Wi-Fi to work or whatever it might be. So it's a combination of I guess troubleshooting, um, and then our, we specialise in that sort of one-on-one um, training. You know, take people through those sort of step-by-step instructions on what to do. Uh, you know, we write down you know the steps for them so they can refer back to it um, if they if they forget or not sure. Um, you know, we avoid all the sort of tech jargon to make it clear for people, and yeah, helping to sort of build people's skills and confidence. And what 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 sort of rates do you charge for that? I mean, it's a tough gig because I often have this conversation with people on the radio. They you refer them to someone, and you and they say, "Oh, that's going to cost money." It's like, well, hang on a minute. If your whole water system breaks, you call a plumber and you pay a couple hundred bucks. If you know if your electricity's out, you call an electrician and they come and fix it for you, and they charge you money. You don't get your nephew around to come and help you. People need to understand that this costs money. So it is a tough gig getting people to part with cash for this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we charge uh, charge by the hour. Our hourly rate is $80. Uh, so we, we service, uh, at the moment we're servicing all of Melbourne. Um, we've got a, we've kicked off in Sydney um, in a, just over Christmas. We just sort of kicked off there. Um, and... Uh, Generally, people, uh, you know, once they have the first lesson and, and see the value in, in getting the help and getting the training, and that they can now get more value out of the device they've just gone and spent, you know, five, six, seven, eight hundred, nine dollars, eight hundred, nine dollars on, um, they can see the value in the in the lessons, and you know, generally continue on and have uh, regular regular lessons, and you know, really get the most out of their technology. Wow! And so, what's the plan for Sydney? Uh, well, Sydney. So we actually we we featured on the front page of the. Um, the, uh, the career section in the age uh, in November. Mm. Uh, so that sort of, we also got into the, that was the front page of the Sydney Herald. Sydney um, Morning Herald, yeah. Sydney Morning Herald. Um, so yeah, we started getting um, calls from there saying, you know, do you, do you offer the service up here? And um, so that sort of kicked off a, a search for some uh, trainers in Sydney. Uh, so we've got a couple on the go there at the moment. Um, we haven't sort of uh, done any marketing there as yet. It's just sort of been word of mouth. Um, we really want to sort of master our our systems and whatnot in, in Victoria first, but um, we definitely want to sort of uh, be a national national company in uh, in the near future. 
Oh, that's excellent, man. Your favourite piece of technology is your GoPro camera, according to the website. I don't mind yeah. them myself, mate. I don't mind them myself. <laughs> I don't use them enough. I got to be honest. I, I got to get get them in the cars more and film more. But I don't know if you saw. I did a t- I did a test of a, a cheap eighty eighty four dollar one from Officeworks and. Uh, the quality was appalling. <laughs> it was, it was oh, really, really interesting. It was really interesting just to sit them side by side and go, wow, the GoPro's good quality. It's an amazing little camera. Yeah. I just wish, I just wish it had a screen. I really do. Yeah, me too. That's, that's the, that's the downfall of it. Um, yeah. my dad actually, uh, picked that one from Harvey Norman, uh, the local store that was closing down recently. And, yeah. um, I don't know what brand it is. It was, uh, I think it was on sale for 70 bucks and, uh, he loves it. Yeah, it does everything he wants, and I think it's even got a screen on it. So yeah, I'm that's the thing jealous. about this $84 one from Officeworks. had a screen on it. It was perfect, but yeah. sadly, no, no good for anything else. All right, mate, no. good on you. Good to chat. Um, I'd love to help out or um, or help you get the business cracking across the country if it's needed. And readytechgo.com.au if people want training and, and help with uh, technology that they've spent their money on. Um, may as well learn how to use it properly. Good on you, Brad. Yep, absolutely love to help, and thanks for your help too, Trevor. No worries, and you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. I like this one. It's just kind of laid back, and that's where we are at the end of the show, laid back. Um, If you'd like to have your say on Tina Wafers, do join me on Twitter. Um, Great show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for taking the time, and... um, you know what? So many instructions for you, okay? Follow me on Twitter, at Trevor Long. Go to the website, read about those products I've talked about. Uh, go to the website, enter every day for the 21 watches in 21 days competition. So easy, just guess the time. And enter for the Lenovo X1 Carbon. All of that is at eftm.com.au. And I would love it if you join me on Facebook there. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash EFTM online. Um, join up. We share a lot of content there, and it's great, um, great exposure for for you to that content on demand. So you get it all there when when we do it. Uh, check it out. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash EFTM online. Uh, love your thoughts and feedback on the show. Any questions, comments, problems? Your tech life is the name of the show. EFTM.com.au. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. Your tech life with Trevor Long. <laughs>